Welcome back to another episode of the Armchair Crew Chief. My name is Jordan, and I'd like to welcome you back for episode number two. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about what transpired over October 9th, and that was the Roval, as well as uh, the Xfinity race on the 8th as well. Uh, just to kind of get started again, my name is Jordan. Welcome to the Armchair Crew Chief. This is a podcast to discuss motorsports, primarily NASCAR, but also to get into some of the other events that go on in the sports world. We've had a whole bunch of MLB playoffs going on. The Wild Card Series came to a wrap Sunday, so uh, we'll dive briefly into that as well. But uh, once again, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you like and subscribe. And please provide feedback. This will greatly help improve this podcast. So let's get started off. Um, so the Xfinity race that happened on Saturday. Overall, uh, from what I was able to watch, it looked like it was a great fun race. And to be honest, a lot of the Xfinity racing this year, I feel, has been better than the Cup Series racing. More challenging, uh, more fighting back and forth. A lot of different people winning. Not so, well, I'll rephrase that. Uh, a lot more challenging and people winning stages. But overall, it seems to be more entertaining, more bang for your buck. That's what I would say. And that's kind of what I've gotten out of it and what I've, you know, talking to family members and so on, they've kind of felt the same way. They feel uh, the Xfinity, I guess, with the cup with the cup car coming in new and all the different changes, it's drastically changed everything. So it is to be expected these different changes. But going on first, uh, seems like Riley Hurst just can't win for losing. I mean, he was running well throughout the whole day and. Then it just started going going downhill for him. It kind of stinks. Uh, the usual usual contenders were up at the front. AJ Allmendinger and Ty Gibbs. They were really good battles, back and forth. Uh, and then you had the uh, the JRM cars in there too in the mix uh, going on with Noah Gragson uh, finishing up there as well. Uh, there was. Sheldon Creed, man, I, I really can't wait for this guy to get his first win. It it seems like he's up there, kind of like with Riley Hurst, just up there. And then something just happens last minute, late, and he can't get the win. And that happened again uh, Saturday where he spun and unfortunately didn't get the win. He was up there contending for most of the race, top five. And, you know, I, sometimes, sometimes luck is not in your, in your court. But anyway, going back to it, uh, AJ set a precedent and a record. Is he is the only person that's won the Roval in the Xfinity cars, which is pretty cool. It's four times. Um, that helped keep him and Noah Gragson as the locked-in people moving forward in the playoffs. Uh, speaking of the playoffs, Daniel Hemrick did not make it 
into the next round. So we will not have a repeat Xfinity winner. And that is just looking at some of the images. It just, he is so heartbroken on how everything turned out. And I mean, hey, you can't fault the guy. He was working his butt off. He swapped over, uh, over from uh, Joe Gibbs over to Colleg, and you know, hoping everything would work out. And I mean, hey, shows that he is a good driver. Switching over, <coughs> switching over, and still being able to contend for championships. So. Um, your final four in the Xfinity, you have three Chevys and one Toyota. I mean, you can kind of guess who the Toyota is. We have Noah Gragson, A.J. Allmendinger, Ty Gibbs, and Justin Allgaier. So this is Colleg and J.R.M. I feel it's, you know, Noah's, Noah's to lose. He's been fairly strong, especially in the late end. You know, it's not all how you start. It's how you finish. And he's been he's been rolling recently. You know, he had the, those two back-to-back -back wins uh, before the Roval, and he's been he's been hanging in there and doing it. But you can't count out AJ. AJ, regular season champ, he's looking for that before he moves up to Cup. So we'll see what happens there. It it's gonna prove to be, I think, some good racing going forward. Um, I believe they are at Las Vegas coming up. So, hey, you know, that ought to be fun and uh, prove to be some some things going on there. Um, we'll see what happens going forward, um, you know. Again, I, I think that it's, it's big time on uh, Xfinity to prove that they are better. Well, not really prove they are better because they are still the lower – lower uh, racing series to cup but I mean they're proving at least to me and I would say a lot more people that they are the better they're the better series to watch right now which hey that if they can get if they can get the exposure that they need then hey you know that'll be fun I mean it's kind of the same issue with the trucks trucks don't get the exposure they need and um that's why they started, I feel, started lumping them in as doubleheaders on Saturdays. People will probably prove me wrong. But, hey, you know, that's my opinion, and we'll roll with it. So, going forward here, the cup race. Uh, just starting off with cup, we'll, we'll discuss that going into... Um, going into everything of watching a little bit of practice and qualifying... Um, I know these cars are composite now. They have the underbody covering, so they are really stiff. And just kind of watching them based on some of the things that I've seen with IMSA cars, I feel that they just don't look comfortable out there, uh, especially on the, the road courses. I, I think I heard on the broadcast Sunday that they, people were saying these cars are great for road courses um, I I don't know maybe it's the driver behind there I mean we are we are talking about drivers that mostly do oval racing and we've grown more into 
the road courses, but just watching it, it didn't look comfortable. That car, uh, the car, the driver, didn't look comfortable going around, especially the chicanes uh, in the back in the NASCAR track. Um, they just didn't look comfortable. So, you know, maybe that's one of the things that'll change whenever they figure out what NASCAR figures out with this this rear deck and the, the rear of the vehicle on crushing and being a little bit more uh, looser. I say looser as in not as stiff, not as tight. So going into this race, we only had one driver that locked in to the next round of eight. Actually, honestly, the, you know, it's the only playoff driver that has won in the playoffs. We've had different winners. I think we're on 19 different winners, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the last winner was Christopher Busher. Chris Busher. Uh, he won the night race. Then you had Reddick winning at Texas, and then Chase. And I mean, Reddick, yeah, he was a playoff driver, but he was knocked out of the round of 12. So, you know, it's it's very interesting time in NASCAR in the Cup Series. You have a new car that drivers say got pushed out too early, and they have a lot of safety concerns. You have, you know, you, you see people like Kurt Busch staying out longer because of concussion. Alex Bowman, same thing, you know, concussion issues. And these are rear accidents. They're not head-on accidents that these guys are getting concussed in. I mean, it was kind of weird to hear... Kurt Busch getting concussed. And we were, you know, my family, we were at that race at Pocono camping in turn one. And we heard it over the uh, the radio and the scanner. And we were like, no, that can't be right. But moving forward, uh, we we did get some good racing towards the end of the Roval. We, we still didn't see a lot of passing. Which, you know, I think that speaks volumes for this whole whole race, um, the race season. There hasn't been a lot of passing. You have some passing on restarts, which you're going to get no matter what. You had some passing, you know, towards the back, some guys moving up. And then most of your, most of your passing was for the lead, and it was only like the top five. It's, I don't know if it's just, you know, it can't be driver- driver ability because you have a lot of drivers running in the back you have a lot of drivers running middle pack and it just it, it overall it makes it tougher to pass so we'll see if maybe that changes with some of these upgrades that nascar is going to have to do with safety and so on so starting off we had joey logano qualify on the pole and you had byron and suarez second and third to start the race um, you know, it seemed like there was some good solid racing going on, as I said, towards the end of the race is what I felt. It was, it got more entertaining throughout the race, you know, goes back to that can't pass idea. And we had some power steering pumps fail with, uh, yet again, this time with the Chevrolet's colleague. I think I heard that uh, A.J. Allmendinger was dealing with a failing pump. Uh, you got to feel for Daniel Suarez. I mean, 
his pump failed and he was fighting that car and they kept showing the end car of it and you know he was not comfortable to say the least and even in the interview post-race interview he was sitting there he's like man my arm still hurts i've never felt this this bad after a race and i mean you could see he was fighting it you know, hopefully I'd, I'd like to get out there to a couple more races and see these things in person see these new cars in person i've seen them twice uh, at dover and at pocono and yeah it's it's interesting to see and it's it's not just now ford and toyota with power steering pumps and fires and things like that the chevrolets are getting into the mix which you know raises a lot of red flags for me for nascar it's like hey guys hopefully you're going back and looking at this stuff and seeing what you can improve on because you just can't throw a car out there and it look bad and then not do anything about it so we'll see what happens i know they're doing a lot of safety testing but anyway yeah you got to feel for daniel suarez uh, he he finished towards the back of the pack just because he kept fighting that power steering pump and man it was you, you got to feel for him on that going through uh some some of the other notable racing i mean you had daniel suarez getting into it with some of the other guys um mostly because it wasn't his fault because of power steering but he he had some back and forth with Corey lajoy um i know they had some some other things pop up with uh, towards the end of the race where they were questioning I believe it was uh, Briscoe and what he was doing. And, man, he, towards the end of the race, he was sending it. Uh, Austin Dillon was doing his thing, beating and banging, as I say, off of people because, uh, yeah, that seems like that's what helps him the best is just being a little bit more aggressive. Um the 4, 9, and 16 towards the end of the race. So you had, in the 16 this this week, you had Almendinger. As we said before, excellent guy at the Roval. Four wins, the only winner at the Roval in Xfinity. Colleague tapped him, put him in the car. And, I mean, he's, as we saw last year with him at the Indianapolis road course, he's a, he's a road course mastermind. So if he can get it done, if anybody can get it done, he can get it done. Um, so going into that, to the final part of that race, um, you had Christopher Bell win, which the, he, that was a last lap pass on a restart and he took over. He had the fresher tires. Actually, he, if anybody was passing, it was Christopher Bell in the past, in the last two restarts. He made up so much ground. He had the fresher tires. He decided to come in, and he just blew past everybody. I was hoping Almendinger would win it. He had a good battle up front. Him and Chase Elliott were going at it. Chase Elliott kind of moved Almendinger out of the way. Next thing you know, Chase Elliott spins, and it's Harvick leading the race. So you had Harvick. I believe Almendinger was fourth on the last restart. And then you had Christopher Bell a little bit further back from there. And, man, he made up some time, and he passed 
he passed uh, Kevin Harvick in that last restart, and he didn't look back. He 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 rolled, and uh, just looking at some of his comments that he made. <clears throat> I keep watching all these races. The fastest car doesn't always win. No secret that road courses have been our strength this year. Yeah, out of all the Toyotas, I think Christopher Bell. I mean, Sonoma, the Toyota's kind of messed up. Poor, poor pit strategy. And, hey, you know, it's uh, it's rough. And then, so, you know, going through there, we'll, we'll go ahead and say, you know, the, the round of eight has been settled and we're going into, as I was mentioning earlier, Las Vegas for our next race. But our round of eight is Elliot, who got locked in. Christopher Bell got locked in. And then everybody else made it on points. That was Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, who had a heck of a time racing throughout the whole weekend. He ran into a, a tire barrier during qualifying. He he had some – he cut a he, – he tried to straighten out a little bit of a curve too easily and bumped in and screwed up one of his control arms during the race, and they were able to fix it and get him back out there to save that. You have William Byron, who surprisingly to me has been making a strong case towards the playoffs historically. He's I've I haven't you know he kind of fallen off a little bit in the past when it comes into the late stages of the playoffs, but he's running Blaney. He's he's made it in. Denny Hamlin and Chase Briscoe. Those are your round of eight drivers. So one big name that you didn't hear me say that is not going to repeat is Kyle Larson. He had some issues late in the race where they had to work on his car and it just put him back. <clears throat> Chase Briscoe actually... He, he worked his butt off towards the end of the race to get in there because Larson was... Your, your last person, your eighth driver for the round of eight. And Briscoe, he just took it in his own hands and hauled butt and got it. So, you know, that's fun. We'll see. This is, this is going to make it interesting, this round of eight. We're going into Las Vegas, as I mentioned, uh, going next. And then from there, we have... So you have your South Point race, and then we have the Dixie Vodka 400 at Homestead, which we haven't been to Homestead in these cars yet. They've tested there, but we haven't seen a race there, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Then Martinsville, and cap it all off at Phoenix. So your round of eight cars are going to be Vegas, Round of eight cars, round of eight races. Vegas, this Sunday the 16th. Next Sunday the 23rd, Miami. And then the 30th at Martinsville. So let's see what happens. Prediction-wise, I I don't know. A gut, My gut tells me that, you know, Elliot's going to be there. I, I think, you know... Uh, Denny's probably going to find his way through there. Uh, Ross and probably Joey. Um, as we sit right now in the playoff standings without that race, we are looking at 
the number one driver is Chase, Joey, Ross, and Christopher Bell. One, two, three, and four. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, I think Denny's going to squeak his way through. I'd like to see Blaney come in. Um, my my prediction for the championship is still Ross. Uh, I think he's, you know, what Trackhouse has been able to do and what they've done. Man, it's they've they've opened it up. They they should be the poster child for NASCAR with this new car. They wanted somebody in there, <clears throat> and they wanted other teams besides, you know, the big three, the big four. Um, and they've come in and thrown their weight around and proven themselves, not just with Ross, but with, with Daniel Suarez too. So um, if anybody, you know, counted out Suarez, he's he's proven that he can drive. So... Let's, let's see. We got again. We'll we'll catch up next next week after after the Vegas race and discuss what happened there. Um, but yeah, going into other news, uh, one thing that popped up I saw yesterday was um, Dodge was looking as as everybody knows. Dodge was looking to try to get back into the Cup uh, racing in NASCAR, and NASCAR has been looking for new new manufacturers. Because right now all you have is Ford, Chevy, and Toyota. Uh, but unfortunately, it looks like the uh, everything's kind of slid by the side, put on hold for Dodge coming in. I just read a quick article this morning stating that they they the financial the financial part of this is actually making them rethink everything. So, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. I I would like to see a new manufacturer in there. Honestly, it doesn't have to be American. Uh, if we change the rules, you know, let's get it. Let's get a Honda or a, you know somebody like that in there. Um, Nissan. I know a lot of the purists will think I'm stupid and crazy, but I I think more manufacturers will help the sport going forward. So we'll see what happens. Um, Dodge was eyeing RFK for their entry into uh, Cup Series, back into the Cup Series. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. We'll go forward, see if any other news pops up during the week. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's it for this week's episode, Episode 2 of the Armchair Crew Chief. Um, I don't think there's anything else that could have been said too much about the race it ended up being great towards the end we have our round of eight drivers now we'll see what happens um yeah hope to see you guys next time don't forget to like and subscribe and uh let's let's continue this journey thanks for being with me mm -hmm.